0: You're listening to KBCR News. I'm Jessica Greenwell. On Fridays, we speak with former Press Enterprise columnist and longtime KBCR News contributor Cassie McDuff about some of the big stories around the Inland Empire. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning, Jessica. So the deadline for candidates to file for office in the March 2024 primary passed earlier this month. So how are the various races shaking out? Can we start with the city council races in both San Bernardino and Riverside counties?
1: Sure. Let's start with San Bernardino. Four city council seats are on the ballot, Wards 3, 5, 6, and 7. All four incumbents are seeking re-election, but one of them failed to collect enough signatures to qualify for the ballot. So she's running as a write-in candidate. That's Ward 6 Councilwoman Kimberly Calvin. I think that could be a challenge for her to get enough voters to write in her name. We'll see how that turns out. There are two candidates whose names will appear on the ballot. In Ward 3, Councilman Juan Figueroa has one challenger. In Ward 5, Councilman Ben Reynoso has four challengers, including two former councilmen, Chaz Kelly and Henry Nichol. And in Ward 7, Councilman Damon Alexander has two challengers, former city attorney Jim Penman, who was recalled from office, and outspoken council critic Treasurer Ortiz, so that will be an interesting race. In Riverside, Mayor Patricia Locke Dawson is running for re-election to a second term. She has two challengers. Four council seats are also up for election, and two of them are open because the incumbents, Aaron Edwards in Ward 1 and Ronaldo Fierro in Ward 3, are not seeking re-election. Fierro is running for state assembly. Six people are seeking Edwards' Ward 1 seat. Three people are seeking Fierro's Ward 3 seat. We could see runoffs in both of those races. In Ward 5, Gabby Plasencia has one challenger, and in Ward 7, Steve Hemingway is unopposed. By the way, all five offices got an extra year added to their four-year terms, while the city switched from odd-year to even-year elections for city offices.
0: Well, thank you for the wrap-up there. And, of course, we'll be following along as all of these races progress and bring you the updates when we have them. Right. And what about the two Inland Empire boards of supervisors? Who's running there?
1: Well, let's start with Riverside County this time. In the 1st Supervisorial District, there's an interesting contest with two Democratic state legislators seeking the office, Senator Richard Roth and Assemblyman Jose Medina. It's a nonpartisan office, but it's unusual for two colleagues in the legislature to run against each other. I could see where there might be some divided loyalties there. Two other candidates are also in the mix, but the two legislators could well end up in a runoff. By the way, for county offices, a candidate can win in the primary if he or she gets a simple majority, 50% plus one of the votes. In the third supervisorial district, incumbent Chuck Washington has two challengers. In San Bernardino County, three supervisors are up for re-election. Supervisors Paul Cook and Don Rao each have three challengers. Supervisor Joe Baca Jr. is unopposed.
0: And so how about the state legislature races? Anything interesting shaping up there?
1: Well, yeah. In the state assembly races, there's going to be a rematch between Greg Wallace, a Republican, and Christy Holstage, a Democrat. Wallace is now the incumbent. He has one other challenger, also a Democrat. In the 50th Assembly District, there's no incumbent because of the redrawn district lines. Two Democrats are running, Robert Garcia and Dijanae Marie Shaw. In the 58th Assembly District, two Riverside City Council members are pitted against each other, Clarissa Cervantes and Ronaldo Fierro, both Democrats. A Republican, Leticia Castillo, is also running. In the 60th District, incumbent Corey Jackson, a Democrat, has two Republican challengers, And in the 63rd District, incumbent Billy Saley, a Republican, has two challengers, a Democrat and an unaffiliated candidate. Incumbent James Ramos, a Democrat in the 45th Assembly District, is unopposed.
0: And so how about state Senate races?
1: Sure. In the state Senate districts, C. Ochoa-Bogue, a Republican whose district straddles both Riverside and San Bernardino counties, has two Democratic challengers. The other two Inland Empire state Senate races have no incumbents after redistricting. Assemblywoman Eloise Gomez-Reyes is one of two Democrats and two Republicans seeking the 29th Senate district seat. Assemblywoman Sabrina Cervantes is one of two Democrats and one Republican seeking the 31st Senate District seat.
0: And we'll come back to the congressional offices next week. Let's move on to some other news. Can you update us on some of the stories we've discussed over the past few months? Sure, we've
1: talked so much about the controversial actions of the Temecula Valley School Board. So the big developments there are the resignation of one of the Christian conservative board members responsible for those controversial votes. That's Danny Gonzalez. His resignation was effective december fifteenth, and a recall petition has been submitted against one of the other three conservative Christian board members, Joseph Komrovsky, the board chairman. The signatures must be verified to determine if the recall will go on the ballot. Valid. To qualify, the recall requires the signatures of 12,000 registered voters in that district. Another issue we've talked about several times recently is the dispute between the historical Mission Incorporation and the Mission In Foundation which the corporation has filed a lawsuit to evict from its quarters in the Mission Inn. Volunteer docents with the foundation have conducted tours of the inn for years. That dispute remains unresolved, and now the foundation says it has had to cancel 2,500 tour reservations, which will cost it about $40,000. And the foundation already said it will have a hard time surviving without the space inside the hotel. There are a couple of lawsuits pending between those two, so an end to the dispute may be months off. Third, Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco, whose agency is being investigated by the State Department of Justice over those jail deaths, bragged on social media that his department has dramatically increased the number of concealed carry gun permits that it issues since he took office. The department has issued 37,000 permits, bringing the total now to 40,000. Bianco said it's part of his campaign promise to uphold the Second Amendment right to bear arms. Fourth, San Bernardino County's report on the bungled response to the snowstorms that trapped people in their mountain homes earlier this year is delayed again. It was due in September. Now it's supposed to come out in January. And lastly, the Banning Record Gazette reported that Beaumont passed an ordinance to crack down on the thefts of catalytic converters. It will be illegal to possess one unless you can prove you obtained it legally. Remember, three months ago, Riverside County toughened its penalties for the theft of catalytic converters, which reduce the amount of pollutants emitted by internal combustion engines. They contain precious metals, which can be resold, and that accounts for a soaring number of thefts off of parked vehicles. San Bernardino County and a number of cities have also toughened their laws.
0: Well, it's certainly been a busy year in our region. And lastly today, there's some good news in the city of San Bernardino, especially if you're a baseball fan.
1: Right. The Los Angeles Dodgers Foundation is helping refurbish three baseball fields in San Bernardino's Blair Park. The city and the San Manuel Band of Mission Indians are also helping to build the three so-called dream fields for a total of $1.7 million. The work is expected to be complete by June. The Dodgers Foundation has vowed to build 75 dream fields by 2033, the 75th anniversary of the Dodgers' move to the City of Angels. The Blair Park Dream Fields are going to be numbers 61, 62, and 63 of those 75.
0: Wow, oh, that's absolutely exciting news for baseball fans. Thank you so much for all of these updates and new information, Cassie. We appreciate your time as always. Thank you, Jessica. Longtime journalist Cassie McDuff helps us out regularly on our Friday morning news wrap. And these reports are posted at kvcrnews.org. This report is made possible with the support of the Southern California News Group, publisher of the Press Enterprise, San Bernardino Sun, Inland Valley Daily Bulletin, and other Southern California newspapers. I'm Jessica Greenwell, KVCR News.